Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Hey, it's me, Slide Whistle. It's me, Immunization, aka Poor, apparently power level 10. It's me, Farmer with a shotgun, power level 1. How insignificant! This planet is nothing. Um, actually, the farmer's power level is five, which I think is crazy. <laughs> wow, <laughs> his wife's got to watch out. Bethany, don't you test me. My power level is five. I don't really know what this means, but if... Uh, next, you'll get it later tonight. <laughs> but, like, if Pic- Piccolo Jr.'s power level is 322... I am just very confused about what something that's power level is over 9,000 is like in the scope of DBZ universe. Okay, don't you guys come for and me, you, and you listeners. Know what? You, know, listeners. you know what, Immune? You know what? You, you're confused now as someone who's just starting to watch DBZ. I just, it'll never make sense. Okay, yes. Listeners, to clarify, Slide and I are watching Dra- the Dragon Ball series from the very beginning for the first time for me. Um, they've both seen it, but I have never seen anything somehow. Shocking, I know, because all my friends growing up watched all of it, but... Shocking! <laughs> Spocking! So, we just finished the original Dragon Ball and have, are just now starting Dragon Ball Z. I'm really hoping I, I can convince him to be one of the Ginyu Force for Halloween, because I've always wanted to be Raccoon, and this could be the year. I don't know what that means, but like... That's... I called Jice. <laughs> He could be Ginyu. I feel like I feel like I feel like Immune would be well. Yeah, he does have the body for Ginyu, but I also feel like he could be a good birder. I've seen him run up and down the stairs really quick before. <laughs> okay, that's enough side. But everyone's like, "What do we don't watch no animus?" You know who should take some time to watch some anime and not be in charge of the company? Uh, Robert Kotick, CEO of Activision Blizzard King. And I will also say some of his actions as of late are very akin to people who are like the main antagonists within an animu. Like, what the fuck? He said he would step down if he is unable to fix problems at Activision Blizzard. And I'm like, first off, one, you're the one that can make the changes to Activision Blizzard. Two, you're the one that judges whether or not like you've made changes. So what the fuck? It's it's a very King Piccolo move of him to be like, yeah, I can, I'll fix this if I say I can fix this. If I can't fix it, I won't fix it. It's like, what? Huh? What are you talking about? And it's just bullshit. What, I, I think this is another step closer to him being, like, outed, I feel like. This is, like, the five steps of, of like, denial and acceptance. He's on step two right now. So, last week, we said that both PlayStation and Xbox combined their forces, right? We mentioned that? Yeah, we did. And this week, did you boys see that now Nintendo, and I'm talking Mr. Bowser himself, stepped into the mix and said, listen, Activision Blizzard's moves and actions and what they currently stand for is the most un-Nintendo thing that we've ever seen. He, let me just say, he's just fucking lucky that Reggie fils is still not the head of Nintendo of America, because Reggie would have fucking kicked his ass. Bowser? Bowser is holding back. He's refraining himself. And even this, that was a fucking... From Nintendo? Like, if Nintendo... Yeah, d- you d- fucked d- up. Doug, Doug, Douglas Bowser is a gentleman. Reginald fils he would have had his head on a pike. That man did not mess around. He sat in an uncomfy chair for decades. 
I miss Reggie. He's doing an Xbox thing, and everyone's like, how could you? And he goes, I'm a businessman who does business. I'm sorry, I'm not at Nintendo anymore. It's like, come back, Reg! Wasn't he a pizza man before this, too? Yeah, he worked at, he was the Pizza Hut CEO uh, before he was Nintendo-man. It's just ridiculous. I, it really does feel like the house is burning down around him, on top of him. And I hope that's what happens, because... It's just absurd. His board fucking sucks. I hate his board. We believe in what he's doing. How? How can you believe in that? I feel like there are a few options here, and one of them literally is just them waiting until people stop talking about it, and then it doesn't matter, which is upsetting, but that's probably what I see happening. So keep talking about it. These gaming companies are timing their fucking press releases. It's pretty. It seems kind of like that way. They're keeping it in the news cycle. One last thing before we go. I just want to say, you guys did say Robert Kotick was like Piccolo. Do you feel like Fran Townsend is more of a tambourine or a tom-tom? She's a piano, 100%. Piano up and down. Oh my god. Okay, so I just want to say that tambourine was a badass, and I don't think that Fran is a badass. I agree with Side's analysis that Fran is more of a piano, literally to the fact that, like, I don't know, Piccolo just used piano however he needed, said, like, piano, make my press releases for me, and, you know, that's basically what happened. Okay, but now that that distinction has been made, what did Wowhead do with their reporting? I just, okay, so, like, the reason I even found that article is because Wowhead was like, well, I I got a news alert about this um, on my phone from, like, MSNBC or whatever, and then I go to Wowhead, and I see they have the same thing, basically. And you know how they had to have images attached to their to their wallhead reporting? Like look at this image. For, for the image of Bobby Kotick will consider stepping down, they just like somebody slapped together like an image of like an empty executive chair with like a CEO placard in front of it. I'll post it in the Discord for you. It just looks so fucking goofy. It does look really silly. There there you go, Aaron. There it is. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Yeah, why? You could have included a picture of Bobby Kotick. Why <laughs> Why does it have this stock image? You can see the Getty watermark in the corner. <laughs> it's just so funny. I, I'm i just glad that I, my audio isn't being paused because their podcast is playing in the corner. I'm glad that got through to you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No, I just use better images so I don't laugh when I'm reading an article that should not make me laugh. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to take this conversation and go Kaioken times 10. Um, let's talk about some new data mine stuff. Where do we want to start, boys? There's been a lot since last week, even. I'm going to put a big old spoiler alert, even though if you listen to this pod, you should already know that we will just talk about spoilers whenever we feel like it. But here's your official warning. Get the fuck out. If you don't want to be spoiled, because we're just going to read data mine shit, that will probably get changed. Except it won't get changed, because it rarely does. Okay, so let's, you know, let's start with the big shit. Let's go into the fucking grade bosses for the sepulcher. Oh, sepulcher? 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 Oh, I can't, I can't weigh in, because apparently I did it incorrectly, so just that word of the first ones. I, I love how they've specifically chosen a word that no one in the world knows how to say. I'm convinced they don't even know how to say it. They probably just at some point 
opened a thesaurus and saw that it was a synonym for another word that they wanted. Anyways, we have 11 bosses here, right? 11? Yeah. And um, our first one up is the Solitary Guardian. Don't necessarily know that we have too much information about what this guy looks like, do we? What he looks like? No. Okay, so the first guy we got is the Solitary Guardian. I'm not going to worry about his abilities too much unless, like, they matter. I, this is whatever. First boss. This Eternal Guardian lies in wait while its subsystems keep vigil over the entrance to the sepulchre of the first ones. So just, what, your typical robot guy, guard in the beginning, maybe Bran-esque, who knows. Yeah, very much just, hello, I am guard at front of place, you cannot come in, very old deer energy. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, the guy who was guarding the elevator at old deer, right? Basically. Um, or, like, what, what was the guardian we face that we're facing currently? A uh, guardian of the first ones. Yeah, she's like his cousin, you know. I, I, and we don't have a picture of this guy, right? No, we don't have pictures of anybody. Well, I really one. hope it's not just the same thing. I think like it it's the will same be. model, but he uses like a big sword instead of a big mace. Well, they were saying that there are like several models for the different like archetypes of these characters. So maybe this guardian is a different archetype, even though he's considered a guardian. I don't know. Whatever. Our second boss is, I'm just going to try to pronounce it as Dossane, the Fallen Oracle. This is where we're, okay, so we're beginning to get into weird territory with this. I know that they were all like, oh, the, the, this area, Zareth Mortis, so mystical. You can walk on water. You can see some floating rocks. And I'm like, yo, talk about how crazy some of these names are. Because I don't know how to say this. Uh, how'd you say it? You said... Dawson? I'm not sure. For those listening at home, this is spelled D-A-U-S-E-G-N-E. <laughs> Dasogne. Like, what the fuck? Now, the Fallen Oracle actually has no description in the journal. Which makes me think either A an important character we're going to be questing with at 9.2, or B, they're like, I don't fucking know, I don't fucking know, push it out, push it out. It looks like, based on, yeah, it's weird, she has no dungeon journal thing, but she does have a a, a thing for her boss fight. I think I know who this is. So, um, spoil, um, further spoilers, but there are three, I believe, cutscenes that have been data mined very rough these are the types of cutscenes where they're like on wowhead but they're like huge red x's crossing over them half of them aren't voice acted it's very rough but in the, i believe the second one the jailer and anduin come through a portal into um Zareth mortis and the one that that anduin has in a chokehold is uh she's speaking and she says and it just says the oracle so i assume this is her and maybe this is yes. the guardian to all of Zareth Mortis that they have now dominated, maybe? Yes, and also because her fight text references domination magic a lot, and you'll need to, like, move around her mana, because she'll go around and use mana fonts to recharge, but then if she completely runs out, she'll dominate all of the mana areas, and that'll be bad for everyone. So maybe she is, like, the... She's the main dominator! That's kind of hot. I don't know. It's very Guardian-esque. 
moving on to our third boss is somebody who we all know and hate. Uh, it's fucking Artificer Zymox. Like, <laughs> this fucker's back to steal more shit. I'm just like, how'd this fucking dude get here? Is this basically a, like, look, this is the equivalent of how Tao was killed. And we're like, this is a cool bad guy. And then all of a sudden, in the last martial arts tournament, he's resurrected as an android. How, how is Artificer Zymox here in this raid? My big thing is just, and I know we can have, like, fun boss fights and stuff, but this is the sepulcher of the first ones where we're eventually going to fight the Jailer at literally the Tomb of Creation. Zymox is a little too much goofball energy for me. It's like, man, fuck it. This is serious shit. Get out of here. The world's going to (laughs) end. So, reading... Yeah, yeah, they're going to blow up our planet. Like, stop wasting our time, Zymox. Get out of here. And I like how in his mind, he probably thinks the same thing. He's like, these fucking adventurers keep getting in my way when I try to find a new place to seal some important shit and learn some new information. These fuckers are always in my way. Reading his journal is like reading a different fucking language. Zymox and his most loyal associates caught wind of the Forerunner's Relic, an ancient progenitor artifact set to unlock the key to weaponizing ephemera. Huh? What? What was half of those words? Ephemera is just new anima to my knowledge. It's like super duper anima. Which also, yeah, I'm looking at his text here and it's like, at 80, 50, and 20%, he'll call in boys from Cartel Zai. It's like, can you guys stop? Can you stop doing your broker thing for just, like, one day? We're trying to save all of the world. At least give us some saxophones and electric guitars that we can slide around the stage <laughs> with while we <laughs> yeah, fight come you. come on! We were all at, a, 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 at Ozma's Oasis. We know how this goes. The funny thing is, though, that the brokers don't give a shit about Azeroth because, like, besides Solea... Have any brokers actually been to Azeroth? I don't think so. I think they care a whole lot about Azeroth, as we'll see later. Wink. Uh, Moving on to boss fight number four. Also, number four? Number four is the prototype Pantheon, which is literally just 3D original prints of our four covenant leaders. Yeah, so this is described as a wing of the raid, where it's a wing of all of these different creations that are the throwaway prototypes of things that we see in the world as we know them now. So all of the creators in the first ones, this is their tool shop where they're like, oh yes, this is Winter Queen version 2.5, and then like the one that we know today is apparently like 10.7 or something like that. It's like so meta. It's weird to see like... This is like the literal forge of creation of how things are brought into this world from the beginning. And it's like, they're just printed off this robot schematics? What? They weren't meant for our world. So I'm seeing here that as you're fighting them, if one reaches 50%, it pieces out and the progenitor forge starts reconstructing them and the other ones fight. So do we know, is it just the four that we know? Or are there other big characters who can hop in at, like, 50 and 30%? I'm 95% sure it's just the four that we know. However, there is just so much text on this page because they each have unique abilities that I'm not going to read all of it. (laughs) Yeah, I assume it's a fight where there's four of them, but we have to bring them all down to 50% health at the same time or near the same time. 
one of those fights, you know, like there was one in one of the Pandaren raids. I forget what it was yeah. called. There's a council fight there as well. That's very similar. But I'm gonna go on record right now and just say that I think that Proto Archon looks cooler in a lot of ways than our current Archon. <laughs> oh yeah, so there are models for these. If you haven't seen them yet, you can check them out. They're like weird, like I don't want to say pixely. They're like, oh, what's the word for this? I mean, like, they're very. You can tell that it's like it's 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 very like simplistic. It's like three D printed type. They all, assumedly, I say all because the Primus has a big beard, so you can't see it. But they all have like a power core. That's very obviously what they're built around. They're all yellow and blue, very like unpainted warhammer figure looking yeah it, it's almost like they're just like um a couple of like sockets and joints and like and like there's no flesh over them yet like they, deep, they haven't put any life. bionicle energy yeah big bionicle energy holy shit literally big bionicle energies you just need like one of those um face pieces that you just slap on and you know it makes that crunching sound when it first goes on to them oh now we're fucking talking bitch so then next up, so like, so like the bosses from here on are just kind of like weird name slash and weird name comma title. So then we have Lahuvim, Lahuvim, principal architect who just creates Ephemera, which is proto anima. So it's it very much reminds me of Ulduar, a uh, big green grass lady. What was her name? She sat in the middle of all those trees. Uh, that was A&R, right? Mm, I think it was one of A&R's um, babies. She was like a... She like... L- she gave her power from A&R, I think. It was like a nature goddess. See, Uduwar, I didn't rate it. I, I could tell you... Uh, Loki's name. Uh, oh, is this the one where there's an entire forest that you have to fight off? Yes. Or you pull it all and kill the trees and you just, like, one-shot them with one hit. I mean, that's how we know it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's... I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's... From what I see here, that's Freya. Freya! Freya. Oh, yes. I said A&R originally. Yeah, that's Freya. So many... There's so many names and, like, I, my brain has absorbed so many weird names now. Like, Lahuvamir, And I'm like, fuck. Okay, so wait, so how many bosses in... Okay, so it's at eight bosses when we get to Anduin is when it's like, you're done raiding for the week, right? Yeah, Yeah, Anduin's the last one of the first, air quotes, a week, if you make it to him in that first week. So yeah, so it's it's Lahuvam, Principal Architect. After that, it's Skolex, the Insatiable Ravener. We don't know anything about this guy other than abilities, which... I assume, just once again, looking at its abilities, uh, they're all like powerful hunger deep consumption i assume it's either a big fat thing that eats or it's a dog and then we go into halindris the reclaimer who was in some caves and his purpose is to reclaim the ephemera that lehuvim is making very fucking nordic very weird fantasy science i assume that once we make it to what the fuck is the new area sanctuary right yeah once we get to sanctuary they will explain to us what ephemera is and what its importance is because all these bosses want it destroy it eat it crave it whatever so like it seems to be a big deal here 
So then after Hollandress, we go to Anduin, who is our big cap of the week for the first time. And there is a lot of shit happening in this Anduin fight. He's got a, he's got a stage called King's Morn Hunkers, which is very obviously a Frostmourne Hunkers reference. I love the Lich King, Arthas, his intermission, Remnant of a Fallen King. Like he just has so much Arthas shit. Do you think we're going to get a legitimate like Arthas appearance in this fight at all? Or is it just like fun renames? I think he, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just renames. I feel like it'd be really weird for Arthas's soul to have floated all the way to Zareth Mortis. And also it feels weird for the Jailer to have specifically taken it. But then at the same time, I feel like we know they brought attention to the fact that his soul was tossed into the Maw. So there's got to be some sort of payoff for that. So I just want to say that like a lot of people who are more knowledgeable about both this fight, its descriptions, and raiding in Wrath of the Lich King against the Lich King have pointed out that a lot of his abilities mimic, or straight up copies in some ways, the fight that we had to face the Lich King back in the day. I mean... I don't know, I just, like, go in there and quickly wipe them up to try to get a drop, but, like, it's interesting to me that they would purposely make this fight similar. Well, luckily, we've killed all of the Valkyr, or all of the winged women, in the previous raid, so hopefully they won't be there to pick us up and drop us over the edge. <laughs> One could only hope. But reading some of his abilities, yeah, like, he straight up has Death Knight abilities here. I guess his intermission his his intermission is called March of the Damned, which is a death knight thing. Uh, the remnants' domination over Anduin's soul links them, transferring damage taken to Anduin. Then he has straight up. He just has Remorseless Winter, which is a frost decay ability that Arthas, I'm pretty sure, used. Yeah, he just makes a storm around him. Soul Reaper and an Army of the Dead. Those are all decay abilities. Also, I just want to say, Aaron kind of called this. He has what I assume is a big ability called Befouled Barrier, which is basically the Discreased Barrier. It absorbs all healing done to people within the side of it. Um, he's he's a disc priest, but he's an evil one. Right? So basically, it sounds like we're all going to have to go in there and all the healers are going to have to try to pump as many heals as they can because if you don't absorb all of all of it, then it will explode and kill everyone. I hate that. <laughs> So, so the first week of raiding, you fight Anduin. If you make it there, that's it. You're done. There's three bosses after him who you get to see next week. I don't think a lot of people are going to make it that far. I mean, normal, I guess. A lot, a lot of people might. Um, but after Anduin, we have the Lords of Dread, which is a dual Dreadlord fight consisting of Malganis and Quintessa, who is the lady, the lady one. Female Ganis. Female Ganis. That's how I was fucking trying to locate in my brain. The lady one. <laughs> Which is awesome. Wait, so what... We haven't fought Malganis in a while. In a raid, right? I mean, when even did we fight Malganis? He's just the secret boss of Calling of Stratholme, right? That's the only time we've seen him? Yeah, that's when he's like, To the ends of the earth! I swear we fought him again, but maybe that's it. Because it's, it's Veramathras and Legion who we fight, who goes, wow, ah, ah, I'm being tortured. And do we have a Dreadlord fight after that one? 
I don't know. We're we're all showing all of our balls on stream, but yeah, I I don't know. After after all these fucking dreadlords hunted me down in Torghast, I feel like I fought them every day of my goddamn life. Why are they the hardest things inside Torghast? They're they're harder than the end bosses sometimes. They really are though. Okay, so I've I've looked, and you as the player fought him and killed him in Warcraft three. And then he came back in alternate calling of Strathholm, and that's it. You, he showed up in Legion as one of like the bad boys that cracked their knuckles, but he didn't have a confirmed death. So I wow. think he just came to the Shadowlands of his own volition. He flew their big spaceship there. So when they said that this is a Dreadlord that we have unfinished business with, this is very much so true. It's been a minute here. After Loza Dread, we face Rygalon, who everyone's like, who the fuck is that? So he's, he's the second to last boss. So that means it's going to be lit. No, Rygalon, I think, is the one that they were showing where... Yeah, um, it's, he has... it's alternate Algalon. Yeah, yeah. It's Algalon that got fucked up by Jailer Magic. And he's the one who I think we've seen a picture of where it seems like there might be anima or something flowing behind him so some people are thinking that at some point in these last three bosses Ryaglan is used to somehow start extracting maybe the sword maybe anima from azeroth itself i but basically i think we're like moving into like big azerothian type battles in these last three bosses and that's where this fucking conversation is going because obviously the last fight is the Jailer. There's not a lot of information here, except when we look at his abilities in a deeper dive. They had they literally had a separate data mine patch because they didn't leave anything in the raid journals for the Jailer. It's all in a separate area because they really want to make sure people don't get spoiled. So if you are so invested in the story at this point, and for some reason you've hung on for the raid listens... I guess you probably should leave double leave because this this is the point where it seems like we're going home, right? Like we're going back to Azeroth for this fight or we're at least watching it get fucking wrecked. Yeah, because some of these um, Zoval slash the Jailer abilities basically imply that I don't know exactly what the arena is that we're fighting him in, but like Azeroth itself as a planet or as a Titan question mark are named so the jailer has an ability called desolation and it says zoval launches a volley of missiles at azeroth decreasing azeroth's health by up to 20 percent one of these missiles can be intercepted by each player inflicting shadow damage so i will say before we go when it says he's targeting azeroth it sounds like it's azeroth the big woman However, I would absolutely love if we were standing by a portal from the Shadowlands to our world and he just keeps shooting magic at, like, our planet. And it's like, oh, no, that's going to land on a house in Tenaris. We got to intercept that. I guess what makes you so sure that it's Azeroth the woman and not Azeroth the planet? Uh, Because I feel like him targeting another big model 
is easier to grasp than like I'm gonna shoot my lasers at the planet. Now I would like to ask you this question: In Legion, during the A and R fight, what were we supposed to target to keep track of her health pool? The tree. Because let me tell you, I couldn't fucking tell you. I blinked and she fucking died the second because fucking guys <laughs> ran into her. She was the big tree at the end of the. Who has time to click on that tree when you zip zooming around Sora gliding through the air trying to find where these next patches of mobs can spawn? I, for me personally, I see the opposite. I see him targeting Azeroth the planet in a similar small scale way of like, here's a small thing that he's going to hit. Click on that, hit track of it. Defend it. I guess I will say this. I don't see the Jailer, although I don't know, I could be wrong. I don't see the Jailer getting big enough where his attacks are going to damage Azeroth the planet. And So either way, like, the same could be said for whether it's Azeroth the planet or Azeroth, Azeroth the Titan. What bullets that Zoval is firing can do, like, 5-20% to 20% of, like, the planet slash the Titan's health that me as a player character can like absorb (laughs) (laughs) yeah like growlita's got a good fire shield but if you throw a thing at her that's gonna destroy all of booty bay i don't think she can absorb it i think the opposite as somebody who watched king piccolo throw energy bursts into the crowd that goku absorbed with his own body and lived maybe we are the gokus deep down inside we always thought we were (laughs) Also, if that is the case, maybe it's a thing when where you when you beat Rigalon, it's like, oh, I'll give you the anima ephemera super power up. So maybe the thirty of us are also super powered to take on Zoval. I feel like that would make sense if it was like we're all god tier now, so you can take his attacks that would destroy continents. I think that's possible because a lot of the big raiders, big mythic raiders, are like, oh, we have to wait a week before we can do our progression because Blizzard wants to think of the story. And I'm like, I'm, I'm reading this, I'm sitting here thinking like, maybe something in that week, something humongous happens. Because we, during that week, we're going to cure Anduin from being dominated. He's going to have some kind of information slash maybe power infusion for us. And then we fucking go, and then we're facing a fucking cosmic scale of a war, like, the next week. Because now we have more information on what the plans are. The Jailer can be like, ha ha, Anduin's free. I'm gonna get big now, like Piccolo. (laughs) So basically, Anduin comes to us, and he's like, listen, y'all. I need you guys over this next week to construct a rice cooker. And then we need to go in there, and I will fire up an evil containment wave, and this will contain the Jailer. That's my favorite part of this uh, this season three, is that every so often the references are just like, what? It's like, go watch episode 143 of Dragon Ball! If, if the Jailer just would have cast evil containment wave reverse, <laughs> he would have won. Which, by the way, folks, was a real thing that happened. <laughs> I am ready for Zoval to put his hands in the air and say, Get ready for the dead zone. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, what are we going to do? Don't take us there. But, so, but then we also have some faces that the Jailer has. I'm sorry, I'm going to call him Zoval. 
So Foss's God-given name, the Jailer, is the name that his, his brothers and sisters gave him when they threw him into the basement. His phase one is called Origin of Domination. Now you're like, okay, whatever. His intermission is called Machine of Origination. Need I remind you that in Old Doom, we use the Forge of Origination to defeat Nazoth by somehow only re-originating him due to recalibrating it. In the past, we have used the Forge of Origination to fight off the Thunder King who wanted to invade Pandaria because he wanted to take the Forge to reset the world to his liking. It's very possible this fight is happening near or in Old Doom or by the Forge that's up in Northrend. That or the Jailer has um, corrupted Rygalon in order to create some kind of forge for of his own because like you cannot convince me that they like if there was a forge of origination on azeroth like the first ones also have something similar up in their home base in the sepulcher so like i think basically zoval now has something during this fight where he's like i'm a fire in my forge of origination at azeroth right now or at the universe i don't know beyond just azeroth i don't know the Algalon Rigalon guys, they're the only ones that can activate it, right? Like, you need their spectral fingerprints to actually fire the thing? I need a refresher on those, but if I remember correctly, Algalon was the person who pressed the button who said, Hey, hey, if you're up there, destroy everything. So he was, like, the key turner. Like they could, t- they could still do it, theoretically, without him, but he still was a crucial part in re-originating a planet back to its original state. We, we could get a real Watchmen moment where it's like, we killed Rygalon. We're, we're, you, you can't destroy the world now. It's like, well, I already started to. And then you have to fight him while the world is blowing up. I think we're fucked. His face three is called the Unmaking. Argus the Unmaker, anybody? Hello? Like, why it says this, but like, also like, hello? Like, it's, it's right there. And I'm like, this is a lot of, like, different pulls that are kind of coming together into one, and I'm very much worried about it. Yeah, there's a lot to consider here. We also need to consider the fact, okay, so if it is Azeroth the Titan, because don't forget, the whole reason we have any of this shit is because Sargeras wanted to, and the the old gods, they want Azeroth to either, they want to kill her for being corrupted, or they want to corrupt her before she can be killed. There's a giant sword, as we all know and love, sitting inside Sithsilithus. What if, what if Azeroth, she hatched on her egg, I don't know how the fuck that happens, don't ask me that, and she pulls that motherfucking big-ass sword out of her, and she fucking cuts down the jailer with it, like, big mech anime style, and, like, this is what I needed this whole time. It would deal with both the Jailer and the big sword that is stuck in her. Yeah, like, it's been in her this whole time, but she's still just somehow been able to be sleeping, because that's apparently how strong she is. It's just, like, you know, in her elbow or something, stabbed her, but, like, she was able to sleep through it. But then, like, we wake her up, we're like, Ezzy, baby, wake up! The Jailer's Oval is coming for you! And she wakes up, and she's like, ooh, this little dagger, okay, I'm gonna, like pull this out of my my wound and then just cut this little bee in half be down there is 
I I think there's a lot of shit happening that's gonna come full circle that I hope I hope like there's so many seeds that are just sowed out there. Ugh. Use the sword. I like I just need some kind of conclusion about what this sword is. Now I'm wondering if she uses the sword, she pulls it out. What about the wound? Is it just gonna turn into flat ground again? Is that a new thing? Like, well, we can go inside Azeroth now because of a big wound in her. Maybe that's where the next dungeon's gonna be the guts of Azeroth. Ooh, you gotta go in and fight off her infections, Dr. Mario style. Wahoo! Champion! Uh, you gotta match two reds with a red and blues with a blue. Speaking of matches, let's go to Puyo Puyo Tetris Queen, Growlina-chan. Happy day after Turkey Day, my U.S. proud more compatriots. I'm here today, celebrating with Dorothy, a fellow lupine companion. Dorth, what dish was best received at your festivities? Well, I have to say the green bean casserole. I've certainly relegated most of my plate to it, LOL. I see, it must have been quite the casserole. What stats would you say this green bean loaf gave you and your party? Well, certainly a fair bit of stamina, and it definitely gave me a well-fed bonus. But I must say, it has lowered my overall speed and gave me an hour-long stun after the meal has ended. Well, it must have raised your critical strike as well, because you hit the nail on the head as to how this reporter is feeling. I'll let you continue to sleep off all that itis, but before I send it back to the studio, here's an extra word from our sponsors. Hello, Aaron from another pod, Do Not Relent Here. Our sponsor, Manscaped, is running an exclusive Black Friday Cyber Monday deal. From now until November 29th, you can receive 25% off your entire order at manscaped.com, as well as free shipping on your entire order. Manscaped has your body hair grooming covered from your nose to your toes, and their lotions and scents will keep you looking and smelling good well into the new year. If you're interested in the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 Shaving Kit with its skin-safe technology and wireless charging base, or any other revolutionary Manscaped product, just head to manscaped.com right now. Thanks, Growlina! Wowzer zowzer, that reporting is the best thing on my Thanksgiving plate. Well, second best. I like the broccoli casserole. What? What about the stuffing? I like the green bean casserole. Oh, wow. I like the green bean casserole, too. I like the time warp. Oh, yeah. 
Oh man, there's a big nasty time warp sitting there. Well, at least it's better than turkey. No. Agree. <laughs> no, disagree. Turkey's better than time warps. This is a turkey warp. Turkey warp. <laughs> For this week's turkey warp, I need these two to give me as many answers to the question I will be asking them. They have 60 seconds on the clock. I think. Is that how long it is? Is it a minute? 40. 40 seconds are on the clock. <laughs> the look that I'm getting from Immune is horrible right now. I wasn't even looking at It'd you. It'd be one thing if you forgot. It's uh, it's another thing that this is what episode 153. Each day I don't play a mage, I forget how long time warp lasts, okay? I see him actually activating his timer on his phone, so this is a first. What do you mean to fuck you? Anyway, this is why you're going to lose this. I need you. <laughs> I lose all of them anyways, bitch. You might win this one. I need you two to name for me as many soul shapes or critter shapes as you can. On your mark, get set, go. Turtle, Squirrel, raptor, dragon, cricket, cricket turkey, uh, shrieker, raptor. Uh, ram, um, dragon, um, snake, um, um, yeah, snake. Uh, there's spider. There's a uh, horn. There's uh, yeah. Runner, rider. There's um, um scorpion. Otters. Dog. Ox, puppy. Squirrel. Cat. Yeah. There's a cat. Um, there's. I'm all say tiger. There's a bat, maybe. Uh, there's a fuck. worm. Oh no! Uh, is that bug what spider. Um. Hmm. I think I'm. Once I, once I, I named once I named Chufa and his pals. I was like, well, those are all the critter shapes. I know. Okay, so that was very difficult. I was doing a very rough hand-to-hand uh, -hand estimate. I do believe immune one by one, but this is definitely going to be how one for the replay tapes. Aaron came with through a with a burst of energy when he started naming random animals, and I was like, "Well, I guess that one technically, yeah, that one is in there." A dog, I did not properly sort because there's not really a dog. There's a hyena, but that's not really a dog. Yeah. I also don't really know well, the critter shapes. I didn't shapes. know because Chufa has a dog friend, so I was like, maybe you can be him. So I'm um, all last ruling before the actual seven to six immune to growl. Very tight race there. I loved Aaron's bug. <laughs> well, I'm. I was like, what I was going for. I don't know what is was Nerubian. I was like, but no, that's a people. They don't consider that an animal, even though they're they look like that. They're all freaks. I don't know. You guys are Ardenveldians. The only thing Randleman ever got was Shrieker, and I was like, hell yeah, brother. I marked that one down, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, all my alts are Ardenwildians, and on my Hunter, I just got a uh, goat form today. Which What's your current soul shape? On my Hunter, it is actually the goat now, I love it. You don't have a critter shape on? I have not activated the critter shape thing yet, I don't think. Do you need to actually activate it? Talk to someone you need to activate it? Yeah, you have souls in your pocket, so you gotta turn in. But, like, if you don't have a soul in your pocket, you wouldn't have to, you know what I mean? Well, Aaron, drink your whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm finishing uh, the rest of my shorts brew space rock. It's out of this world. And by that, I mean, it's an average IPA.
not their best. I feel like if there's any kind of alcoholic beverage that is distinctly of this world, it's IPAs. <laughs> Get them. Yes, if there there's if there's anything that is grounded and non-impressive, it's an IPA. Are y'all excited for Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know it. Um, we're gonna be running a big five kilometer and then eating a bunch. Yeah, hell yeah, brother. Cheers to my rack. God, I'm gonna say, I've actually started saying more than Bubba's like, why do you say that? I was like, cheers from Iraq, brother. <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, like, while we're speaking of this, I did say it during our time warp, but, you know, now, not only are us Venthyr getting some fun treats during the holidays, but we are also getting fun treats during this holiday. The Embercore is getting some Thanksgiving-themed activities, but... The night they are also getting a turkey soul shape, baby. Did you say turkey soul shape during the time warp? Yeah. Eight to six. I did not hear that. My fate is even further sealed. Yo, I wish this turkey soul shape was like a soul shape soul shape, not just a critter shape. Like, it's cool that I can like use it in Orbos and Stormwind, but I want to be like in a battleground as <laughs> a fucking little turkey running around gobbling some nuts up. Goblin some nuts up. You're not a goblin, you're an idol. <laughs> okay, wait, okay, so do are you guys familiar? This is a real question. This is not just me podcast throwing to podcast people. Are you guys legitimately familiar with the protoform synthesis system? Don't look at my screen, cheater. No, what is this? Uh, I cannot say that I know this. Okay, so I wasn't sure if you guys had seen this or not. It was kind of hidden. It was posted, like, two days after we recorded it. So, you know, it's, like, wedged in the middle of, like, a cavern of information. So, much like Mechagon, where we had, where we got to, like, paint our panthers or, like, build your spider mech, they've expounded upon that system, it seems like. And you can craft a variety of mounts and a variety of battle pets. Okay, so hmm. I guess expound a little bit more upon this. I just want you to, how many mounts were you able to make in Mechagon? Uh, well, I mean, like, technically, three, like, four? technically, if you count all the different colored panthers, there are, like, eight of them, I think. But, like, I just didn't care about them. I was like, that is a panther. I don't care. <laughs> How many mounts do you think you're able to make in the Shadowlands? Uh, ten. By the Shadowlands, you mean Zareth Mortis in this patch? I mean, that's coming up. I mean, in this protoform synthesis system that we currently have in 9.2 launching with Zareth Mortis. Well, I assume if it's like the just different colored versions of them, maybe like 15 of them? The answer is 25. And it's not. Oh and it's my. not with color variations, by the way. Oh, what, oh, so it's like actually just different forms of the mounts? Like, what? Now you can turn your head and look at my screen. All these purple words are mounts. Uh, we have the adorned Vombata, which I don't know what that is. We have a gastropod. That's a snail. We have a Vespoid. That's not a snail. We have a Buzz. Is that a fly or a bee? Crystal Sniffer. Okay, so there there are some there's two Vombatas. <laughs> that was me when I was playing Star Fox Adventures. You catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's a lot of so it's not twenty five. There are a couple of of skips with recolors, but ultimately it's like nineteen. 
18? It's a lot of different mounts. And I didn't even get to the battle pets, which I know you guys don't care about battle pets because, like, who really does? But there's battle pets to do craft. Like, this is dope. Please tell me what serenade is. Oh, you want to know what the serenade? <laughs> Hang on. Oh, it's just called serenade. All right, serenity. It's a snail. It's a holy snail. <laughs> Serenity. So, serenity. She can't, she can't, she can't see. fucking see. It's hard for her to move as a mount. We gotta we gotta fix her eye stalks. We legitimately okay, so okay, sorry everybody. You know in the Dragon Ball intro, when Bulma is riding that like death ostrich in the forest, the turn Yes. That's basically a mount in the Shadowlands. The desert wing hunter. <laughs> That's a brand new model. That's dope as fuck. It's like a scary uh, mix of an ostrich and a vulture. This has been a very Dragon Ball episode. It's very much on the brain. Uh, it will be worked into the title and the theming. Rest assured. There's a fuck ton of pets. Dude, there's like so like proto rabbit, which is like a like a robot rabbit with like one eye. Lost spider mounts. Like this is great. My favorite, absolute favorite here is a pet called Proto Tickles. All oh, the Tickles fans, you remember Tickles? Oh. You remember Tickles? <laughs> Were you ever in... <laughs> I do not remember Tickles, but the phrase Proto Tickles is just uh, it's very threatening aura to it. Think think jumping on jellyfish in everyone's favorite zone. Oh. <laughs> I do remember it now. So is Prototickles a jellyfish? Prototickles is a jellyfish from not Mechagon. From Nagitar. And from that fucking world quest that everybody hated to do. Interesting that while we were tracking down all of creation, we happened to find that specific guy's Play-Doh mold. Well, you know, Azara was like, my favorite pet, Tickles. He must be made. I love Tickles. It's such a shame I keep losing him in bubbles. But at least these fools keep freeing him by jumping on the jumpy jellyfishies. <laughs> I am so excited for 9.2. Like, I really feel like the story feels like it's really shaping up to be something that either I'm not going to predict, or if I do predict, it's I don't want that to be right. That's terrifying. Basically, whatever is going to happen in 9.2 and beyond seems to be shaping up to be very very monumental to the point where i could shape the entirety of the world as we know it which is uh a little bit scary but like i'm excited yeah i'm i just want a world after this a lot of this raid business makes me think that we're going to lose our planet at least like temporarily it's going to be a real pants doodling moment where between intermission 1 or Intermission 2 and the end of the boss fight, like, oh, Azeroth doesn't exist anymore. He done blew it up. Yeah, like, joke's on us. Like, that one-week intermission is like, sorry, guys, you cannot play. You do not have a world to log into. Imagine. I'd hate that. I'm crying just thinking about it. <laughs> you get Stevie Denuser pulls up an extra little, like, thing at the login screen. Mm-mm. Can't do it. You saw him blow it up. It's going to take some time to fix this one. 
me and the team got to stitch everything back together with Play-Doh. Anyway, here's just a picture of Sylvanus. Uh, enjoy that for a week. I guess you could log into maybe a WoW Classic. <laughs> we didn't blow it up in that one yet. Sorry, I just clicked over to my head and I saw the image of the empty executive chair with the CEO placard in front. <laughs> okay, this is... I, I know we're at the end of the episode and we should be to move on, but they're adding click keybinds and mouse over targeting into the WoW UI. Now, that's nuts. I mean, isn't that all you fucking use as a healer? I mean, kinda. Like, my mouse over things are just, like, over voodoo. So, like, not really. I mean, I... So, like, my thing is, like, I don't... I guess I don't understand what a mouse over macro is. Like, my clicking on voodoo is different than my clicking as if I just clicked in-game. Let me get this straight. You use mouse over macros, correct? Define a mouse over macro? I don't know. <laughs> this feels like we're doing a skit where, like, you're trying to evade my court questioning, and I'm just trying to get a legitimate answer out of you. Define a mouse over macro, please. I'm I'm literally talking to the empty CEO chair right now. <laughs> but, like, no, I legitimately <laughs> don't know like, what you mean. Like, uh, supposedly I'm supposed to use mouse over macros, but I don't exactly know what that oh. means. Like, what is a mouse over macro? I'm, I'm legitimately to my knowledge, asking. To my knowledge, it's a thing where it will cast that spell, a set spell, on a person. You don't actually have to click on, like, their portrait. You hover over their thing with your mouse. So it's quicker. Yeah. Then to answer your question, I don't think I use any mouse over macros, period. Wow, watching you play as healer, then I'm very confused at what you're even doing now because I now I really don't understand it. If you're not using those, what are you doing, mousing your mouse over your over your over your little frames? So no, that's the part that is confusing me too because all my keybinds are built into Voodoo, my healer add-on. So technically, it's over. I'm over the raid frames, and like I like while I'm over just the raid frame for different people, like. Whether, whether I do like any combination of like left clip, right clip, any of my like um mouse buttons plus control alt or shift and like or any of my number keys, it means different things. But like those things do not carry over if I'm anywhere beside my voodoo frames. I feel like Bomo just explained to me how capsules work, and I I don't understand. If you at home understand this, send us an email. But everyone should be excited. That now there's more options for click keybinds and mouse over targeting in the game, and maybe I mean you're already using those, and I don't understand if you're not. What is your world like? That's what you're. That's how you play this game with the with that. What you just said to me? Hey, yes. you know what? Immune and I, he clicks to use spells. I use arrow keys. It's the same, right? Listen, Everyone's I need to make it different. very clear here, Aaron. I don't click my spells. Well, I click some well, of you, them. You click, you <laughs> click on the frames. I mean, like epic level healing, I guess you're never clicking. You're just waggling your mouse and that is doing set spells. I don't understand. It's, it, is well, it is well beyond Your guys' spell book isn't always open and you don't click through your pages to press your buttons? I actually type in the name of the spell. I do slash cast, and then I type in the name of the spell every time. 100% real talk, I'm playing on my smart fridge. (laughs) I'm playing on my 3DS.
<laughs> my mom took away my smart fridge. Okay, so there is, like, legitimately, like, two weeks ago, I did have to open my spell book to cast an ability, <laughs> and I left it open, and I, I kept clicking on that one button because I was like, I don't have time to drag it down. My rotation's too long. I'm just going to keep pressing it in the spell book icon. I will also not lie. There was a period of time when I think I was on my druid where I didn't have my like mass res on my toolbar, so I had to open my spell book to go there to do that as well. So what are you gonna do with that? It's time for our top two bottom boot medium of the week. Aaron, what's your TT BBMM? My week features a medium moot. Medium moot. I have started. Well, I will say I will say I'm following Immunization's lead, and I have started leveling up all the covenants on Growlina the main. Ooh, who'd and you start on? It is all right. I can say I started with Maldraxxus, and that was a mistake. Not only does it have what I believe is the worst covenant ability for a fire mage but also the set doesn't look that good but it can only go up and i am getting renowned at a pretty quick rate so hopefully it only take me a week and some change to fix this and then i can start doing one of the better ones i i think you started with the first one like your expectations are low right <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it would be one thing if I did all these cool ones, and it's like, okay, time to drag my ass through Maldraxxus. But I'm just barely making it through this one, and then I can, then maybe I'll do the Kyrian, which that one is definitely the uh, the simplest Covenant ability because it's just a lightning bolt. I, I can I can treat myself. I don't have to math out my thing like I do with Big Ghost Man. Zap. But Slide Whistle, what is your TTBBMM? I had a big old top two. Woo! After downing the first two bosses of Mythic Sanctum of Domination, I had a piece drop for me that basically meant that the first three bosses of Mythic have nothing for me anymore. I've, I've scooped up all of their gear. Look at you go... What was said piece? I think it was a pair of boots, or it was a wrist. I got two back-to-back that I was like, so it's it's just like two. What what, what, what was that noise? (laughs) I was like, did he say words, or just go? Two, two 52 pieces in one night. That's like, like those are never going to move for the rest of this patch until whenever 9.2 drops. And we got so close to downing the fourth boss. I feel like I can't officially say we're Mythic Raiders until we kill the fourth boss. The first three are super easy. Anybody can kill those. The fourth one? Holy fucking shit. Nerzula's so fucking hard. I can't wait to beat him. He's my new rival. Oh my god, Goku, fuck off. But, like, I also felt like this is a little bit of a cursed raid week for us with Dogs with Jobs because people, a bunch of people had, like, computer issues and a bunch of people couldn't make it on our second raid night, so it didn't happen. <laughs> it also didn't help that any time you guys would get a boss low, I'd throw a sensu bean at him and say, you need to train more. That explains a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, Aaron's no, like, No, uh, don't attack him. <laughs> I want him to transform. Yeah, Aaron's like, uh, slide whistle and immunization. You know, they need a rival. And their rival's going to be the remnant of Ner'zhul. I hate that man so fucking much. Can't wait till he dies. Um, what about you, Immune? Just get big muscles. <laughs> you can defeat him if you have big muscles. <laughs> well, my top toot, I would say, is that... Okay, this is a little dumb, but a lot of people know that I have been trying very hard. I've been running Theater of Pain every week on 15 plus just to see if I can get the Crit Mastery ring from it. And I will say there are two Crit Mastery rings from there. Also, I think there's like five rings overall that come from Theater of Pain, but like there's specifically two Crit Mastery ones that are my raiding set, Holy Priest, best in slot. And I have had one of them at 252 that I got pretty early on from my vault. And I have been only getting like that one from running the dungeon. And there's another one that I've just had in my raid set at 226 for, I don't know, 220, like the 226 version. I've had it since what, 9 1 or 9, maybe even earlier than that. Basically, like, I've been waiting for this this ring upgrade for a long time. Anyways. I've been waiting for <laughs> a ring like this. Basically. So today, I woke up. I checked my vault. That 252 ring, the one from Theater of Pain that I was looking for, was there. So the search is over. Now I have two 252 rings, the proper stats for my rating set. Like, I am set now until whenever 9.2 comes out. I'm very happy about this. Like, this is, like, a nothing burger for a lot of people, but, like, it's a big deal for me because I've been actively trying to upgrade this fucking ring from 226 to literally anything. Like, you could have given me, like, a 246 one or, like, even a 231, and then I could have upgraded it slowly with Valor, but no. Like, it never dropped on anyone that I ran with. And this is a ring that could drop, like, for literally anyone because it's, like, a ring. You had to watch so many rings go by, and you wanted to type need, and you <laughs> weren't able to. No, and then, like, some, like, there have been, a, there were a few times where people are like, Immune, is this your Crit Mastery ring? And I'm like, no, that's the other Crit Mastery ring that drops from Theater of Pain. So now when they go, Immune, you can just pick, delete it. Get rid of it. Destroy it. Sell it for 20 gold. Crush the ring dallion. With that, we're out of here. If you guys have any comments, questions, complaints, send it on over to do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relent pod. Have a good Thanksgiving. Don't get too drunk. Actually, you probably would have already gotten too drunk because this is the day after Thanksgiving. So enjoy your leftovers. <laughs> what about you guys? Where can I find you on the turkey net? Well, on the turkey net, you can find me or Tofurkization. On Twitter at New Era Alex, you can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can find me on Gobbler. That's G O B B L R because I'm hip. At 
the big a cheesy. That's also my Twitter handle. You can read our literary musings at do not relent And you can watch me stream at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. I just recently finished the very first game I ever played on there. Dragon quest five. It was a hoot and one half. What's next? Uh, probably the conduit two. You know, it's definitely going to be the conduit too. See you soon, George and Abe. Wink. (laughs) And with that, we're out of here. See you guys next week. And remember. Another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmoore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. I've been trying to sneeze for a minute here. I was stalling for him to sneeze before and then just wouldn't come out. Wait, come on. Tickle your nose. Do, do I need to buy a big feather duster like Boma does for, for <laughs> lunch? <laughs> do, I need, do I need to take an enormous ostrich feather and <laughs> gently jiggle it next to your nose? Achoo! I'm bad immunization now. <gasps>